Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I had the great opportunity to uh, to go day work yesterday. I- anytime I do that, whenever you get invited, it, it is such an honor to uh, for somebody to call. And I, I could have sworn that Diamond Boljack said he'd pay me two fifty, but it, uh, according to him, that was not the case. I, I tried to remind him that that was the case. No, not really. Um, but uh, Diamond Boljack called me. He said, "Hey, we need to vaccinate our calves. We've got to gather them from three different places. Would you come help?" Absolutely. That that's part of my mission here on earth is to is to get out there and cowboy and hang out with cowboys and cowgirls. But you know, that morning, whenever I got up. You get out there and it's early and, and it's Saturday and, you know, th- there's a lot of things that, that we could probably complain about. You know, oh, it's too early or, you know, whatever. You know, Fiona, you know, she jumped four fences trying to get away from No, she didn't do that, but, you know, she wanted to and she pinned her ears for four and a half days. Still got them pinned. I'll look at her. If you ever seen a horse give you a dirty look, Fiona can do that. And so, anyway, my horse was mad at me, and so I, I left the house, and, and I went, and the whole way there, man, it just kind of seemed like the devil was just kind of whispering in my ear all these negative thoughts, but I refused to listen to those, because the first fundamental of cowboying, and it has nothing to do with hats or boots or, or what kind of horse you have or how well you can rope or ride or, or train or, or anything. I think the first fundamental of cowboying is to thank God for the life that you have. No matter if it's cowboying or, or teaching or, or business or, or hang or ranching or, or retired or whatever you do, have we ever just sat back and thought about how fortunate we really are? But yet the devil will sit there and just whisper in our ears the whole time about how, you know, there's always something to complain about. But, you know, I think a true cowboy loves his life. And, and, and we, we, uh, we, we got out to the Bulljacks, and, and me and Clyde and a guy named uh, Greg Benjamin, we, uh, we went off through these trees, man, and it was beautiful. And we hit a county road and had to go over here and get these cows and had to kind of get in some driveways as we drove them down the road. And there's a picture on Facebook, if you'd like to see it, on our Facebook page at Save the Cowboy. You can see a picture of what I'm fixing to talk about. I had to go up there and open the gates and kind of turn the cows in to go up the hill through the trees. And I was sitting there, man, and, and that, that county road from where I was up here, and they were all three, uh, they were, we picked up a lady named Shannon, really nice lady, and um, they were bringing these 22 head of cattle up the road. And man, behind them, man, you could see that, that bijou just out in the distance. And it was a beautiful picture. So I snapped one. And, and right then, I just kind of prayed. And I was like, God, thank you. Thank you for the life that I have. And, and, and I want y'all to have that same kind of life. And I'm not talking about cowboy. And I'm not talking about trees. I'm talking about the ability in any situation to just sit back and look past our own noses, look past our own selves, look past our own problems, because you're never going to be rid of your problems. But you can be happy with your life because God loves us so much. The first fundamental of cowboy is to thank God for the life that you have.
How often do we actually wake up and remember that time after time after time? Because man, that devil, his job is to get in your head, get in your ear, and start whispering about all the things that are going wrong. And man, you just shove that old boy aside and you just say, you know what? I've got a great life. And more than anything else, our attitude determines everything. You know, Jesus said in John uh, chapter 10, verse 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Think about that. What kind of life are you living? I, I want you to live like a cowboy lives. And it has nothing to do with horses and hats and cows and dogs and stuff like that. It, it's that, that fire inside of you that just says, you know what? I love my life. I love where God has me right now. And when you get to that point, don't be surprised when God gives you more. Because you know what? God says, if I can trust you with a little more will be given unto you. And until you are, you know, until you can come to grips right now and say, you know what, God, I'm going to quit focusing on all the negative things and I'm going to focus on your blessings, then you can go. The second fundamental of cowboying, like I said, it doesn't have nothing to do with hats or horses or, or, or cow dogs or, or anything like that. Every day is a new day, isn't it? I mean, cowboying is one of those things that, that you know, th there's not a whole lot of difference, okay? You know, if you've got a cow-calf operation, um, you know, there, there's, you know, you put the bulls in, you take the bulls out, you, you calve, and then you, you brand, and then you, uh, you do all of this stuff, and, and then you vaccinate, and then you, then you maybe do a little bit of doctrine, and then, then you start weaning or preconditioning, and then you sell the calves, and then it kind of starts over, you know. I mean, it, every it's kind of the same old thing year after year but ask anybody that does it for a living no day is the same even though it's kind of the same process and even if you have yearlings you know it's the same thing time after time they get out you put them up they get out you put them up they get out you put them up that's what you do with yearlings and so anyway it's the same thing but it's a new adventure every single day and, you know, I was sitting there, and, and, and I mentioned Glenn and, and, and Shannon. Every time I go work somewhere, it always seems like I get to meet new and, and, and amazing people or get to know somebody else. You know, because I firmly believe that, that you truly don't know a man until you ride with him. You know, and, and I'm not necessarily, that, that's a metaphor for life. It's not just about cowboy. But there's something special, and it don't matter if you're a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, of two people coming alongside each other for a common purpose. For a, to get, to reach a goal or in support of one another or to encourage one another. And isn't that what the church is? That's what we are doing here today. We are riding together. We, we are helping each other out, man. And some of you has been, man, y'all been yard darted. You, you've, had, you've been bucked off on your head. And we're here to, to, to not make excuses or anything, but just to say, hey, man, let us help you up. I just saw Robert pat his grandson on the, <laughs> on the knee because, oh, uh, hey, hey, we got us a 10-year-old bronc rider in the house, and, and he got bucked off his first horse last week. And... I would have never known it. I didn't get to see it. But, you know, he come out, and I was like, he's like, well, he got his, 
Got bucked off for the first time, and he had a big old grin on his face. I was like, yeah, I was a cowboy right there. Yeah, I was like, you all right? He said, yeah, my chin's kind of sore, but I'm good. <laughs> I have had a sore chin myself, I guarantee you. First fundamental of cowboying is thank God for the life that you have. Second one is every day is a new day. You know, today is a new day. Yesterday's gone. What can you do about yesterday? The only positive thing that you can do about yesterday is learn from it. Maybe, let's add a second one, maybe rejoice that something happened or maybe just learn to move on. Every day is a brand new day. It doesn't matter how many times you drag a calf to the fire. Each time you rope one of those little critters and you take it, it's a new experience. It's a, it's a, it's a new day. And it, you, know, you go out and rope cattle out in the pasture, man. There, there's never, it's never the same thing. Twi- the only thing that stays the same is usually I miss the first time. That's about the only thing that remains the same time after time. No, that's not true. One day I got one pretty quick and Robert said, I wasn't ready. You're not supposed to rope them that fast. <laughs> so anyway, but it is, it's a brand new day. And if we want to really break it down into the fundamentals, it's not about riding horses. It's, it's not about how well we can, we can stay on bucking horses, or it's not about how well we can rope. It's not about how many cows we have or don't have or how many acres we have. It's about who you are inside. It's about waking up each day and thanking God for the life you have and that Every day, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new opportunity. You know, my, my wife, she doesn't like mornings. Uh, she's not actually a Christian until around 1130. But um, she still loves Jesus, don't get me wrong. But um, uh, you have to kind of give her some space, you know. And so, uh, but I love, I'm a, I'm a morning guy. I pop up out of bed and, you know, all right, well, I used to pop up out of bed and, Griffin told me because his, his, his bedroom is right below the kitchen. He's like, hey, dad, uh, you know, you can get up at four o'clock in the morning if you want to. But could you leave your boots and spurs off until you go outside? Because that's all I hear every morning. Clink, 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 clink. Yeah, sorry about that, Griffin. But get up. Um, anyway, uh, the third fundamental of cowboying and you know what not not to not to place these things in any particular order just because I can't say them all at one time but you want to talk about uh uh uh, one that is vastly important is this is to be confident be confident man if somebody affords you the opportunity if somebody opens a door for you, I mean, y- yesterday we were sitting there and, and Diamond was sorting some, some uh, replacement heifers out and he kind of came to two of them and he, he man, they, they were both good looking, don't get me wrong. And so he turns and um, he, he looks at me and Dale Atkinson and he says, uh, which one of those should I keep? What? You're asking me? <laughs> I don't know if they've got four legs. They look good to me, but you know, that's, you know. But I, I sat there and I kind of tried to push that off to the side, but you know, I've been learning a little bit. You know, Ty's been teaching me. Uh, I, I never did any cattle judging or anything like that. Like I said, if they looked healthy and they had four legs, 
I liked them because I could rope them. And um, so I was like, you know, I tried to defer it, but, but after a second, I was like, hey, man, he, he's, he's really asking my opinion, so I'm going to be confident and I'm going to give it. And, and, and him and Dale both agreed with me on that, and so, so that, was, that was cool. And even if they didn't agree with me, it, it wouldn't have, you know, shattered my confidence because it's, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, you know. But be confident each and every day. That does not mean to be cocky. That does not mean walking around like you're better than anybody else. But wake up each day and thank God for the life that you have. Every single day is a new day filled with awesome new opportunities. And we can go through this life with confidence. I mean, you're either going to have a great story, learn a great lesson, or have a great day. It's all in attitude, seriously. And the last, fourth fundamental of cowboy is to make a hand and have fun. You know, uh, whenever we got done, we, 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 split the, uh, we split them up and they were going to two different pastures. And uh, they sent me and Paula and Di, uh, me and Paula and Clyde. Paula and Clyde are father and, uh, father, sorry, Paula. Uh, Mother and son, so it was me and Paula and Clyde and Glenn. We we had a long, long way to go with these with these cattle, and so we had to you know cross a road and go through a bunch of gates, and and we were going along. And I mean, I, I got to thinking, man, that you know pushing horns, which none of them had horns, but you know what I mean. Those guys that like would would trail cattle from uh, Texas to like Nebraska or Kansas or for some reason even Montana. I don't know why they do that, but anyway, uh, whatever the reason, man. If you've ever pushed cattle very long, it gets boring pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, it really does. You're just plodding along, and there's always that one or two that get to the back and want to eat, and you know you're just going back and forth, back and forth, and, and here in a second I hear, ow, and uh, we're going through some trees, and, and Paula and Clyde were breaking sticks off and throwing them at each other. You know, everybody was doing their job, but you know what? We can do our jobs, and we can do our jobs effectively, but man, have fun. Come on. Just in, in honor of, of football starting again. Come on, man. Ha smile. Have fun. You know, Brent talked a couple of weeks ago about whenever he told Ty after the, the Colts starting uh, competition, he said, well, now I get to go do this for, uh, now I have to go do this for a living now that I just paid money to do. And Ty told him, man, you don't have to. You get to. You get to. Man, put a smile on your face. Make a hand. Fall in and, and do something productive, whether any, and not doing it for show so that people will say, oh, look at me, look at me, what I'm doing. But find a need, fill a spot, make a hand, and be happy about it. It really is that simple. Uh, simple. You want the four fundamentals of cowboying like I think that God wants us to do, it has nothing to do with a certain discipline. You don't have to work on a ranch or be able to day work all the time or run a bunch of yearlings or have a cow-calf operation or train horses. It has nothing to do with that. You want to get to the heart of the matter because that's what God was so concerned about was our heart is that thank God for the life you have. Sure, some of you may be going through a really, really tough time, but that's okay. You can still be thankful even during the hard times. Every day is a brand new day. Be confident. 
Hold your, you know, hold your head up high. You know, if, if God opens a door, have the confidence to go through it. Not because of your own abilities, but because God's the one that opened the door and he wants us to grow. And, and usually when he opens that door, you know what he's doing? He's pushing us out of his comfort zone. I saw, I saw a video the other day on, on somewhere, might have been on Facebook or something, but it, it, I think it looked like it was at the Grand Canyon or something, and these two wires were like bolted to the sides of canyons, and this, this girl was all, you know, harnessed in. It was like a swing between these two rocks. Looks scary as all get out, right? And she's like, I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to do this. And her husband goes, poof, and just pushes her off this cliff. And as she's going, she screams, I want a divorce. <laughs> oh, that guy was in a wreck. But I laughed, you know. But you know what? Uh, be confident in everything you do. Even if it's scary, man. Sometimes, just like Ty said, you know, somebody's going to come along one of these days and give you a little push. When you know you want to do something and you're all, you're all saddled up to do it and you got your rope out or whatever, give you a little bit of a push. You may hate us <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, I'm never coming to this church again. That's fine. You don't have to come back. I don't, I, don't get me wrong. I don't care if you come back. I care what you do, that, that you do the things that God is calling you to do. Make a hand and have fun doing it. In Titus chapter 3, Paul talks about these four things. In the Cowboy Academy, that's the, that's the nickname that I have for the book of Titus. In Titus chapter 3, starting in verse 4, Paul says, But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but just because of his mercy. See, God loves you, and he is kind. I, one, one of the most powerful sermons I ever heard Billy Graham preach, and if you don't know who Billy Graham is, he's a real famous preacher. Um, the, and, and I've kind of talked about this before. It was actually, it was a whole like little documentary about him, and I don't remember a single thing except that he was a fiery evangelistic preacher, you know, and up there, and it, it had a black and white TV, an old TV, sitting in a living room. And Billy Graham, like 180 years old or something like that, right? He's got the afghan over his knees. And it's kind of, the picture's kind of shooting from behind where you can kind of see this part of Billy Graham. And it's a dark room except for the black and white TV. And on the black and white TV is a young Billy Graham. And I mean, he is full of the spirit. And I mean, he's pounding the, the pulpit. Wham! Wham! And he's repeating three words over and over and over in this big, deep, Billy Graham preacher voice and the old Billy Graham is sitting there and he's, sit, he's hitting the arms of the chair in this weak and feeble voice but he's hitting them every time and he's saying the same three words and he's, both Billy Grahams are saying God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. I think that was the most powerful sermon I ever heard Billy Graham preach right there. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and his love, he saved us. You cannot save yourself. This life that we lead, 
There's nothing good that you can do. Uh, you know, there, there is, there's, God's not up there keeping track uh, of the good things you do. Uh, and if you've given your life to his son, he's not keeping track of the bad things that you do. He's going to look for one thing and one thing only. Do you believe that he sent his boy to die on a cross for your sins? And if you do, you can consider yourself saved. God loves you and he's kind. You know, a, a lot of people will read the Old Testament, you know, and say, well, you know, that, that God didn't seem very kind. But, but let me tell you this, you know, thank goodness God is not fair. Because if he was fair, then we would all get exactly what we deserved. And not a single one of us is perfect. Not a single one of us deserves his love. Not a single one of us deserves his mercy. Not a single one of us deserves his kindness. And if you think you do, you have invented a God. Go ahead and go home and make your little golden calf and you can worship that thing because it ain't God that you're worshiping. Because God says, but when God, or Paul says, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. See, God saved us by sacrificing his one and only boy, not because of the good things we did, but because he loved us. Because he knew that you could not save yourselves, so he sent his boy to do something that you couldn't do. The ultimate act of love. In the Old Testament, we read about how God asked Abraham to take his one and only child, who he, he you know, Abraham was like 90-something years old when he had this boy. And once the boy got up to, to a, a pretty good age, I mean, good enough to make a trek and know what's going on, God said, Abraham, I want you to go and I want you to sacrifice your boy Isaac to me. So Abraham went out and took him up on Mount Moriah laid him down and was going to sacrifice his one and only son. And right before he stabbed a knife into his only son's heart, God said, hang on just a second, don't touch that boy. See, God's never going to ask us to do something that he wasn't going to do for us. And to show his kindness and love and mercy, he used an illustration of the fact that that's exactly what, even though he stopped Abraham from doing it, God went ahead and went through with it. He sacrificed his son so that we could become adopted sons of God, that Jesus took our place in death so that we may live forever. Thank God for the life that you have. Seriously, wake up. Thank God for the life that you have. God's love and his mercy are evident in every single thing we do, and there's nothing but, but that, that is a direct illustration of the cowboy and way of life is to wake up every single day and thank God for the life that you have no matter what. No matter what your situation, one of the quickest ways out of it is like Ty said, get your feet moving and you want to get your feet moving real quick is to start being thankful, even in times of trouble. In Titus chapter 3, the next verse, Paul says, he washed away our sins giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Remember we said the second, four, the second of four fundamentals of cowboy is this, that every day is a new day. And Paul says it perfectly right there. He says, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Every day is a new day. If I may be so bold, let me say three things right quick, okay? Number one, learn from your past. Don't live in it. 
You, God offers us every day when that sun comes up, we have a new opportunity to grow. We have a new opportunity to serve. But far too often, people are only worried about what happened yesterday or dwelling on what happened yesterday. Man, leave that where it is. Or, or, or maybe we're holding grudges against things that happened to us in the past. Let that go. I'm not saying that you have to, you have to tell people that, oh, you know, everything's good now, you know. That's not what forgiveness is. I, I think that forgiveness is the courageous act of no longer trying to change the past. You cannot change what happened, but you can change how whatever happened affects you. And you can start by thanking God for your life and understanding that every single day is a new day. You know, the only life you can live is the one that you live today. The one that you live right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. You know that your future is going to be directly shaped by the decisions that you make today and the kind of life that you choose to live today. Not what you're going to do tomorrow, not what you did yesterday, but what are you going to do today? What is going to be your attitude? Are you going to follow God today? See, most people have this, this thing that, that somehow in the future, things are going to be different. Did you know that the only thing that's going to be different in the future is your age and the date on the calendar? The passage of time changes nothing except the date and your age. That's it. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have its own worries. That's what Jesus said. Why, why are you worried about tomorrow, man? That, that, that's tomorrow. Man, you just focus on me today. You do the right thing today. You love me today. You think... God, our Father, for the life that you have today, you understand that each and every day is a brand new day that the Holy Spirit was generously poured out upon us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Jesus said, it will be better that I leave because whenever I leave, then I will send you the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, even though he was God, he was, he was both God and man. But not, not to say that he was limited, but you know, he kind of took off his glory and majesty and became a man. And he would only help those that he came in kind of direct contact with. But when he went back into heaven, now he poured out the Holy Spirit. And if you're a believer, you have that same power that Jesus had. Now, Jesus didn't even use it for his own glory. He only used it for God's glory. But at the same time, we have that power. You know, one, one of the things that, that is... Uh, kind of a, the way I put things to understand it is wh when I first started really kind of learning this ranch roping and everything is one of the problems that, that, I, that I have, I'm not going to say had even though I'm getting better about it, is that I would reach out and I would rope something and as soon as I would get it on the end of a rope, I would clamp down on that rope. And there was a lot of times that I would try to bring that rope to the saddle horn to dally up so that the horse could pull it in whatever direction it needed to go or, or even whenever I was roping calves. I'd reach down and, and gather up too and I would try to pull the rope down. Man, are we really strong enough to pull a 400-pound heifer with one arm 
pull it over there where it needs to be. No, we're not. So the easiest thing to do is to let what is the most powerful thing that you have, let them do the work, and that's your horse. So all you have to do is hold it up, slide your hand about that far down to the saddle horn, wrap, and then go. It's a lot less work. It's the way it's supposed to be. But a lot of times, man, I, I still do it. Try to pull and wrap. Man, that, that's what we do in our spiritual lives. We're trying to, trying to pull our lives in a certain direction. And God's like, man, I sent the Holy Spirit to, to help you in this. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Slide your, slide your hand down that rope. Take a quick dally on, on God's word and his promises and you will be amazed at what you get accomplished because what happens when we hold on too tight and we depend upon our own strength is we either don't get it done or we get ourselves hurt. I mean, come up here after. I'll show you scars still from rope burns of, of doing things the wrong way. Does your spiritual life have a rope burn on it because you've been dependent upon your own strength trying to bring things in? That is not how we're supposed to do things. Thank God for the life that you have. Every day is a new day. And in verse 7, in Titus chapter 3, verse 7, Paul says, Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. You remember what the third fundamental of cowboying is? Be confident. That's what Paul says right here. He says, because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Listen, I have very, 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 y'all know what word comes next? Very. I've got some very good news for you. If so far, if so far it has sounded like this, Blah, 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 preacher stuff, blah, 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 God, blah, 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 Jesus, preacher stuff, more preacher stuff, more pre Dally, hey, I heard Dally. <laughs> Please hear what I'm fixing to say to you. Okay, let me, ha wait, husbands, poke your wives, I know they're asleep, you know, wives, pinch your husbands, whatever, uh, wake up for just a second and listen to these four words, maybe five words, I don't know, God's not mad at you. God's not mad at you. You've been carrying around this guilt because of some of these things that you have done in your life or, or you feel like you have let him down somehow. Remember Billy Graham's most famous sermon in the, in the eyes and ears of Kevin Weatherby? God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And God is not mad at you, people. He loves you more than you can even fathom. And be confident in that right there. God is not mad at you. We are, you know, it says, because of his grace, he declared us righteous. Now, we're kind of getting back into blah, 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 preacher stuff, righteous. I don't even know what that means. You are in right standing with God. God is not mad at you. We are in right standing with him based on what his son did, not what we do. If we can't do anything good to earn God's righteousness, to earn right standing with him, if we can't do anything good to earn our righteousness, then you can't do anything bad to make him mad at you because as a matter of fact, the power of Jesus' sacrifice, God says, I will remember your sins no more. God is not mad at you. 
No longer do you have to go around in this life, oh gosh, you know, well, what about this? What about that? And, and, and you, want, you want me to really get your feet moving? I will hit you with the hot shot when people say, well, I'm not worthy. Of course you're not worthy, but God's son was. And he died to make you worthy. I will hit you with a hot shot in Jesus' name. Thank God for the life you have, people. Every single day is a new day and a new opportunity. Why? Because God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God is not mad at you. You have a new day. You have a new opportunity. We can be confident. Be confident that you have a forever home. Are you going to heaven? <laughs> Your word should be, you dang right I am. Not a shadow of a doubt. Why? Because God promised it for those that believe in his son. Be confident in that. Get in there. Do something. Pull down your rope. Be confident. Step out. Don't be afraid to pray in front of other people. Don't be afraid to tell somebody else, hey man, I'll pray for you. Don't be scared to, to you know, call on one of God's promises. And, and, and don't be afraid to walk with your head held high, not in pride, but in confidence that God loves you so much that he, he sent his son. He traded his son's life for yours. And that is an amazing deal when you take the time to think about it. And last but not least, Paul says in Titus chapter 3 verse 8, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves. What do you think it says? What do you think it says? And Paul is talking to a fellow named Titus, and he's kind of giving him, he, he's taking him through the Cowboy Academy. He's teaching Titus how, how to ride for God. He's teaching Titus how to teach other people how to ride for God. And Paul says right here, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings. I'm going to insist on teaching you this right here, what I'm fixing to talk about. It is not the only thing that we are going to do. It does not get us to heaven. It is a result of everything that we've been talking about. That's why Paul puts it at the end of this paragraph. He says, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good works. Doing good works. Doing good works. You know what? I've never personally met anybody that was on a missionary trip or, or that, that stood up here and talked or did something scary for God or helped somebody out. I never met anybody that didn't say, you know what, no matter how much I helped somebody, no matter how hard it was, no matter how inconvenient it was, no matter how it grated on my nerves or whatever, I've never met anybody that said that they didn't get more out of it than they put into it by doing good things. These teachings are good and beneficial to everyone. You want to elevate your walk with God? You want, you want to get your feet moving and growing, God? Start doing things for other people. Start helping other people. Don't just sit there, make a hand. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, you can dress like a cowboy and you can want to be a cowboy. And, and if you ever get the opportunity to be a cowboy, and all of this is metaphorical, that was a big, big word. And um, 
All of this is metaphorical, but if you get in the branding pen and you just stand there all day, God's not going to punish you for it, but you did nothing but just stand there all day. You didn't grow, you didn't learn, you didn't do anything. Get your hands dirty. Get your feet moving. Make a hand. Help people. But understand this. God tells us to help others. He did not tell your dumb butt to fix others. Quit trying to fix people. That is God's job, not yours. You help them in whatever manner that you are able to. And maybe you're not in a position to help anybody. Let others help you. You know what? One of the hardest things for a cowboy to do is to accept help. You can call him for anything. Hey man, can you come help me work out? Yeah, I'll be there in just a second. But it's really, really, really hard for some cowboys to say, hey, can you come help me? So either get out there and help someone or let someone else help you. Both are signs of true strength. Both are signs of true strength. You know, uh, yesterday as we were riding along uh, after the stick throwing and all of that, Man, we rode through this patch of something, and boy, Paula seized up in it with asthma. I mean, she could hardly seriously breathe. She could not catch her breath. She could not do anything. She called Diamond. She said, hey, can you bring me an asthma inhaler? I'm on a new medicine. I don't even have to carry mine anymore, but boy, my eyes were stinging. There was something that we went through that sure enough, it got me, my allergies kind of kicking, and, and I mean, it was kicking Paula's butt. But we had got the cattle pushed to water. We got them on mineral. They knew where everything was at. So we turned around and we started long trotting. And I rode with Paula and, and, uh, and Greg stayed with Clyde to shut all the gates. And I mean, we hit a long trot and we never slowed down. And boy, she coughed and, and, and later on, um, I rode with her. I mean, we rode up to the front door of her house and I grabbed her reins and she bailed off to go in and get her inhaler. She was in pretty bad shape. Later on, I texted her and I said, I said, I, I really hope you're feeling better now. And you know what her response is or was? Thank you so much for riding with me. I didn't do nothing but long trot beside her. You know what? That's what God wants you to do. Seriously. He's just asking you to long trot next to somebody. I mean, when you see somebody in need, I didn't put Paula over the candle of my saddle and lope home with her. Okay? That would have been weird. Diamond would have beat me up probably. It, it made it really hard for her to breathe, right? You know, I mean, saddle horn, you know, got her over like a calf. It might not have worked that well. And, and that's what we try to do sometimes as well-meaning Christians. Here, let me help you. That's not what God wants you to do. Just ride with somebody. Be there for them. Just come alongside them and tell them, you are not alone. And maybe you feel like that. You're out of breath. Man, spiritually, you're out of breath. You don't know every day you wake up and you're not sure if you can start a new day even though God promised it. You've got all these problems weighing on you and it feels like it's squeezing the life out of you but you are not alone. Whether you're sitting here or watching on live stream or listening on the radio or a podcast or whatever, you are not alone. Talk to me. Come talk to Ty. Talk to some of these other people. Talk to a friend. Say, hey man, will, will, will you ride with me? Yeah, I'll ride with you. I'll come along beside you. Said these teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Doing what God says is always, always beneficial. It may be the harder way to do things, but the results are always beneficial. You'll either get it right or you'll learn what you did wrong, and both are good. Make a hand. 
have fun, be there for everybody. Yesterday, before we got to the water, I looked over and I see Clyde and he's riding with like a six or seven foot mullein weed that had died the year before. It was all brown and crusty and he's using it to poke cows. So in my infinite wisdom, I seen me one. I trotted Fiona over there and I couldn't get mine out. I must not be as tough as Clyde. I was like, and I finally got it worked out and I pulled it out of the ground like, you know, like, like, like He-Man, right? Grayskull, you know? And I've got this big mullein weed and I look over and Clyde, make, Clyde makes eye contact with me and here it comes. Put it down like jousting and here we go. Why, why? I mean, we are thundering at each other, right? I am such a horseman. I was scared I was going to kill Clyde. My competitive juices get way. I mean, Fiona, she even liked it. I mean, she was like, ear, I mean, guys, I'm not kidding you. We was moving. It was like jousting championship with mullein weed, right? But right before we got there, I tipped my tip just a little bit to the left. Because, I mean, that thing's dead, you know. I'm not sure if I won't skewer Clyde, you know. Oh, Paul, I just killed your son, right? So I kind of pull it off just so I can kind of graze him. Oh, he don't take no mercy on me. He hits me right there with that mullein weed. Just explodes mullein all over the place. I was like, I thought we were playing. There's no playing that kid. That kid's got a, you know, he won second in the world at the best of the best team roping. There's a reason that kid is competitive. So I wheeled Fiona around. I'm like, I'm going to get you this time, kid. I ain't playing with you no more. Yeah, here we go. And I pulled it to the left because I, I was scared I was going to kill him. And he hits me right here. And I was like, all right, I, I, I'm done with you. One more. You can see this on Facebook if you're friends with Paula. And so I go thundering at him again. Well, that little sucker, his is only about this long now because he's been whooping my butt and jousting, right? So he knows I'm going to beat him this time. So what does he do? He turns our jousting match into a sword fight. <laughs> he rears back like this and Fiona goes, <laughs> Little punk. <laughs> I've already challenged him to a rematch. If you see him, you tell him he's mine. Four fundamentals of cowboying. Thank God for the life that you have. Every single day is a new day. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Be confident. Y'all are here. You know why you're here? You may not even know why you're here, but you're here because God has chosen you. You didn't pick him. He chose you. You wonder why this building isn't full? Because he's working on the cowboys that are going to go out and do the gathering for him. And you're one of those cowboys. You're one of those cowgirls. You're not here by accident. You're not here because sometime in the future, you're going to start following God. You're going to start following God right now, or I'm going to hit you with a hot shot. Painful lessons. And if I quit following him, you can hit me too, if you give me a warning. Every day is a new day. Be confident. Make a hand, man. Be joyful. You know, that, that, that's the one thing as we close. Be joyful. You can't make a, you cannot make a hand for God by being miserable. 
You cannot make a hand by being miserable because you know what? Nobody that I know of has ever come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because of this type of believer. Well, I'm just a miserable, I'm a poor sinner. Shut up and be, be confident, be happy. It's a new day. Rejoice in the life that you have. You can make those changes today, not tomorrow. Quit worrying about yesterday. The destination of your life doesn't start tomorrow. It's not like a diet where we can start it next week. Start 